Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. You know what I heard around Christmas time? I went to, I finally got to go back to Christmas parties. I guess everybody was over COVID, so I got to go back to Christmas parties, and I was talking to some folks who are very plugged in in the health community, and they said, we are seeing more kids coming into the hospital or frantic parents calling the poison control number because the kids are eating edibles. And you know what edibles are. It's like, you know, you used to joke about it that somebody would give you a brownie and it had pot in it. And then you were like, oh, my God, what happened? Oh, it's a pot brownie. Well, now you got these edibles, and I think, I think they're juiced up a little bit more than a pot brownie. I think Dr. Ruddy Rose is a professor of emergency medicine at Virginia Commonwealth University and the chief of the Division of Clinical Toxicology at the Virginia Poison Center. And Dr. Rose, I really appreciate you flagging this for me and coming on this morning. What is happening with children and these edibles? Well, good morning, John, and, and thank you. Good um, yes, this is a problem. You know, typically marijuana intoxication um, doesn't really end you up in the hospital or in, end mm-hmm. up calling a poison center. It's, you know, it's just, you know, you do a little weed. So it's not been a, a typical, uh, not a bit on the radar for poison centers um, over the last few decades. But um, in the last couple of years, we've gotten dramatic increases in calls. And the reason is because now these products are not just, you know, a bag of plant material, but they look like candy bars. They look like food. They look like um, nerd ropes and Skittles and Kit Kats and Rice Krispie treats and goldfish. Mm. And they're, they're look ad, almost identical to the legitimate food product. So, you know, children, there's no way they can tell the difference. And unfortunately, they're being left out in people's homes where children have ready access to them. And some of these kids are getting, are getting pretty intoxicated. <sighs> And is there a danger to that? I mean, I wouldn't want to expose my kid to that, but is is there a real physical danger, like an OD situation, where a child could harm themselves or wind up dead? Well, that's a great question. Yes, there are some confirmed deaths. Fortunately, it's it's rare. But but to give you an example, um, you know, the the number of these uh, cases um, in in let's just say in children under eighteen um, mm. increased. 980 percent from 2018 to 2022 and just and 52% in just the last year from 2021 to 20 uh, to 2022 now if a child just gets a little taste and fortunately um, they don't get a big dose then then that's fortunate and that's good but some of these things are pretty concentrated we had a child yesterday that got, got into what's called a nerd rope that contained a hundred milligrams of, of THC well that's a pretty that's a big dose for an adult and many of your listeners may know that, you know, your reaction to marijuana has a lot to do with how often you use it. If you're a frequent user, your reaction to a, a dose of marijuana is different than a, a very novice user. And certainly we think these young children are novice users. But compared to all types of exposures we see in children, there's an exponentially in, um, number, increased number of children who are being treated in a hospital. And so if you look at overall, 84% of these children are having to be evaluated in a hospital. And that's four or five times what the normal hospital rate would be for a child that gets into something in their home. And, and what happens if they take a dose of this? Or, I mean, look, I'd be in big trouble because I'll 
grab M&Ms and eat them by the handful. So if somebody, uh, you know, substituted my M&Ms for for something that had THC in it, I, I'd be on the slab pretty fast. But what, what do you visually see um, when a child has taken one of these? Well, the, prob- the, the primary um, toxic effect would be um, a child that has abnormal behavior. And so, you know, it's not, it's not like a high that, you can, that an adult can describe. But these children were really unsteady on their feet. They're wobbling. They do get glassy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them get very somnolent where they're very difficult to wake up. And some get mm-hmm. very agitated. Um, so they're restless. They won't sit still. Um, but it's not, it, it's not a euphoria, if you will. It's a dysphoria. So they're, it's not like they're, hey, running around and with a lot of energy. It's, it's a very bizarre-looking behavior. And some of these cases, you know, we get told, yes, I think my child got into a gummy or got into a, um, you know, we, we have um, cake or brownies or cookies that have marijuana in them. And, and sometimes, you know, the caller's reluctant to disclose that. And so yeah. they describe a child who's not quite right, and we have to do a little pushing, and then they finally might admit that there's some of these products in the home. Well, of course, in the back of their mind, they're wondering if they're going to be prosecuted for this. It, does that happen in a practical sense? Well, certainly not from the Poison Control Center right. standpoint. Our, our focus is entirely on, on the welfare of the child. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, many of these products, you know, some are, are legal, some are sort of quasi-legal. You know, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of discordance, if you will, between state and federal laws and, and yeah. what products have Delta-8 versus Delta-9 versus Delta-10 versus CBD. And, you know, there's, there are laws in the General Assembly addressing that this year. Um, but our concern is is really the attractiveness of these products to children, yeah. um, and and so our, we just want to encourage uh, adults that have children in the home to to treat this like any other medication and keep them out of the sight and out of the reach of children, because they're, well, they're very concentrated and and these are big doses for little tiny children. And you know now that COVID's over and field trips are back and overnight trips and team trips are happening and I guess sleepovers people are doing that again. What happens if you do suspect that somebody brought this into your house and your kid uh, has indulged or OD'd? What do you What do you do to fix it? Get them to vomit, or is give them water? What do you do? Well, you know, we don't we don't induce vomiting anymore. Um, that no? okay. went away maybe a dozen years ago or so. So okay. I'm behind the times. Well, now. that's a good question. Uh, yeah. You know, we would treat this like like any other potential. Um, poisoning or exposure to a drug or chemical. The first thing is, I mean, if, if the child is having difficulty breathing, if you can't wake them up, if you feel like they're, or look like they may be having some type of convulsion, then uh-huh. you got to call 911, right? Yeah. So that, that, those are issues where, um, where EMS should be called and, and the child probably should be evaluated in the emergency department. Otherwise, we would su- suggest that you call the poison center, and our poison specialists are very good at asking the right questions and helping you determine whether that child would require medical care or not. And so if we can keep you at home safely, we'll do that and save all the trauma and expense of an ambulance visit and an emergency department visit. But if if, if it seems like the symptoms are severe enough or or could get worse, then um, our specialists are likely to refer the child to the emergency department. Yeah. Well, listen, I think people need to be aware of this. It seems like it's just kind of... um the new way of having fun on the weekend is pop-up gummy. I mean, I've been to parties here in Richmond of late, 
and somebody will say, hey, do you want to try this? And I'm just not doing it. It's just not something I'm going to – I'm 52 years old. I don't need to go down that road. But I don't think that's the general attitude. And maybe an adult is cognizant and can deal with it, but a kid sure can't. And with those numbers and those increases, I appreciate you flagging it for us. Dr. Ruddy Rose is a professor of emergency man- medicine at VCU and the chief of the Division of Clinical Toxicology at the Virginia Poison Center. Uh, good warning for everybody out there to be aware. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. All right. That's kind of alarming to me. If I had little kids, I'd be kind of worried about it. You should talk to the other parents about this so you don't wind up in a bad situation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.